Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome to Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine, where passions, purpose, and pursuits collide. I'm Sue Kelly, and for the next 30 minutes, I'll be shining a spotlight on someone who has created their unique sweet spot in life. This broadcast is coming to you from the Bay's satellite studio at the very cool sweet spot in Gravenhurst, the Sawdust City Brewery. I am delighted today to introduce my guest, Marianne Goheen, who was the recipient of Gravenhurst's Senior of the Year Award 2022. Welcome to the show, Marianne. Thank you, Sue. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm delighted, delighted. Um, we're friends, and so it's not too often that I, I get to interview um, a friend, in, and particularly in such a, uh, a meritorious way. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to tell everybody what is this Senior of the Year Award. So this is a provincial award. The Ontario Senior of the Year Award is given uh, to each municipality in Ontario the opportunity to honour one outstanding local citizen who, after the age of 65, has enriched the social, cultural or civic life of his or her community. And anyone in town is able um, to submit um, a, an application or a, uh, a recommendation to, um, to the town council. And, and in fact, there were several that were, there were, I believe, nine. And uh, after I finish reading um, the letter that was sent in, I think you will agree why Marianne was chosen. So if at this time, I'm going to do that so everybody kind of un understands right up front why Marianne received this award. Marianne has been a resident of the town of Gravenhurst for the past 19 years. She relocated to the area because she was an employee of the Muskoka Regional Centre when she was going to university, and so she returned to the area as a retiree, as many people do. It's from their youth they remember and they come right back up to Muskoka. The last year is only a snapshot of the contribution she has made over the years as a Gravenhurst resident. Marianne is an active member of the Royal Canadian Legion, and she is the Ontario Correspondent for the Ontario Provincial Command. This is for the um, Royal Canadian Legion National Magazine, which is published six times a year. She is the website coordinator, and she is one of the two coordinators of the Military Service Recognition Book on Veterans. I'd like to know a little bit more about that later. It is in this capacity that I first met her, searching for the military service history of my grandfather, William Whitehead, shortly after his death. They have completed eight books and are currently working on the ninth, capturing the history of Canadian service people. All of this is on her own time as a volunteer. On top of this, she is an active member of the St. Paul's Roman Catholic Parish in Gravenhurst and is secretary on the executive of the Catholic Women's League. Did I mention that she's a crazy good cook? This means making pies, sandwiches, and meals. If there is a meeting, she is making a meal, and it's not just a soup and a roll. For the parish council meeting recently, she chair, which she chairs, 
Everybody had chicken, beef, and salads. And for the Catholic Women's League St. Patrick's celebration, it was beef tenderloin, potatoes, vegetables, gravy, and all at her cost. Last year, there were multiple fires in the community that caused vulnerable and at-risk individuals to experience homelessness. Again, in support of her community, she provided supplies for kitchen and bathrooms for the two families. This included pots and pans, dishes, towels, and cleaning supplies. All of this because of her concern for and in support of her community members. Marianne has also provided three full families with Christmas gifts so that they would not go without. In November 2021, Miss Goheen bought food, clothing, shoes, and collected used clothing, filling four large boxes and shipped that to the Philippines. For the past five years, she has been making dinner two to four times a week and delivers it to a disabled 90-year-old resident who lives in her neighborhood. They share an affection for the Toronto Blue Jays and a long-suffering love for the Toronto Maple Leafs, often spending time watching the games. Above and beyond all this, she is an active member of her immediate and extended family and friends, providing support and friendship while maintaining an active and adventurous lifestyle. This includes the preparation and support of many raffles. Marianne continues to be an integral part of the fabric of the community that is the town of Gravenhurst. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can see what I mean um, about Marianne's uh, uh, time and effort in supporting our town. And I mean, after all that, Marianne, I have to ask you, so what's your sweet spot in life? Well, Sue, I'd have to say my sweet spot is faith, family, and service. Well, I think it it expounded here in spades, but do you care to just elaborate a little bit? Well, I think, first of all, I'd like to speak about my service component of my sweet spot, and that is the Royal Canadian Legion. Um, We have very many programs in the Legion. It's not just the watering hole for the old soldiers (laughs) anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, We have a lot. (laughs) We have a large youth component of remembrance contests for youth, literary contests for youth, as well as we're starting this fall, a literary competition that will be strictly for seniors. Fantastic. Maybe I will uh, submit a story. Oh, well, that would be wonderful. I think you have submitted before, have have you not? I have to a local branch, uh, 270. In Coldwater. Yeah. In fact, um, I think their contest is uh, for Ends in July. Yeah. Anyway, and there's several categories. Well, I know that the branches will be receiving information on the Mm -hmm. seniors program that uh, we are going to be starting. I'm very involved with the uh, Military Service Recognition Project, and that is a program that where anyone who has a family member or is currently uh, a member themselves of the military or past member of the military um, can submit their information with a photo for consideration for our book. And we publish a book every fall with veterans and a brief information about their military service. And in some cases, some of them provide us with a little bit of information as to what they did after the war or after they left the military, if it was in peacetime. And we compile this and all these books are presented to local schools so that children can see what history Mm -hmm. there is with veterans. And that's quite a large project. We have published over, I would say, over 4,000 veterans' photos or 
and or uh, military information. I saw one of those books. I mean, you're talking like a telephone book. Yes. Like a big yes. telephone book. Yeah. The last book we had, we had over seven th- that we published last fall. It was over 700 veterans were p- printed in that. My- and there's only myself and another coordinator uh, where the uh, province is divided into, we have districts, nine districts in Ontario Command, and I look after four of those, which is about 204 branches that submit to me. Really? And um, you don't have to be a member of the Legion to submit a veteran's How do you? Bio. How do you submit one? Well, we have the submission form is available on the Ontario Command website, and there's information there explaining what we are looking for and uh, that type of thing and how to write up your little story on your family member that's a veteran and where to send it. And then you take it to the branch, and the branch then forwards it to me. Excellent. Yeah. What a wonderful way to uh, allow that person's service history to live on. Yes. Well, I I know from receiving many of these um, submissions that some of the people that are submitting on behalf of deceased family members never realized how uh, their loved one had served the country. And in some cases, with World War I veterans, you can access information on the um, Veterans Affairs, the Library of uh, and Archives oh. website. And you can actually see the attestation papers where the veteran joined up. And if they were sent overseas, it has where they went, what, what ship they were left Halifax on, uh, if they were wounded, when they were in the infirmary, and so forth. It's very interesting to research some of these, uh, especially the World War One. ones. Veterans. And it's such a legacy for the family for generations to come. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, well, that's very cool. You know what, Marianne? I think we're going to take a quick break. We've been talking to Marianne Goheen, who's the Gravenhurst recipient of Senior of the Year 2022. And I'm Sue Kelly, and you're listening to Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Sweet Spots. I'm Sue Kelly, and my guest today is Marianne Goheen, who is a recipient of the Gravenhurst Senior of the Year Award. And um, once again, this award is given to a person over the age of 65 who has enriched the social, cultural, or civic life of his or her community. And in part one of the show, I read the letter that was submitted by a daughter of a friend of Marianne's who expounded on the wealth of volunteerism that she has done. So um, if you ever want to listen to that again, you can go online to Hunters Bay Radio under what's, what's going on and Scroll down to podcasts, and you can always pull up any of our um, uh, magazine shows. And so, so it's interesting. Um, uh, every year, Gravenhurst has been selecting an individual. And last year, Joanne Twist was Senior of the Year. Prior to that, Gord Dernan and John Cooper. So they were the last um, three individuals who received this award. So Marianne, after all that, please tell us a little bit about your background. Well, Sue, I'm a 
from Steeltown, Hamilton, Ontario. And I was the oldest of five children. And uh, I attended the University of Guelph in the 70s. And from my association with friends at university, I met a girl that came from Gravenhurst and I was looking for a summer job and she said, well, this is the place to be in the summer and they're always looking for staff at Muskoka Center. And so I applied and I got hired as a summer staff. At the Muskoka Regional Center. At the Muskoka Regional Center. And so often people who have been here in the summer as a kid or a teenager have returned later in life. Yes. And uh, that after... Um, I finished university, I got a full-time job there, and in 1976, I transferred with the provincial government into the Ministry of Education, and I moved to Belleville, and I was employed at Sir James Whitney School, which is the former Ontario School for the Deaf, and I was in part of their residential program, uh, looking after both boys and girls of all ages. And after 29 years, Sue, I got got lucky and the government came out with the magic figure and I was able to retire at 52. Oh, wow. So uh, we had property here. I had a lot and we built a house in 2003. That was the year I retired. And it took a few years for my husband to make the um, commitment to move because he had been in Trenton for 40 years. He was retired from the Air Force. Okay. And uh, so all his family, when they retired, had moved to Trenton to be with John. And of course, he said, you know, now we're moving away. So he had a bit of a guilt trip. But eventually, (laughs) everybody was happy. And we, we took the leap and we came here in 2007. And in 2010, my husband died. And um, I felt a great loss of purpose in my life. He was considerably older than I was at the time. And I used to, because of his eyesight, he'd had problems with cataracts. And um, so he hadn't driven for many years. And uh, I would drive him to church. He was a Catholic, and we'd go to St. Paul's Church. And after he died, I continued to go because it was one one stable thing in my life that had continued. And the church was, the people in the church were very welcoming. And the pastor at that time was very kind and would come around. He had visited us prior to John's death, but uh, he came afterwards to see how I was coping and with widowhood and with, you know, if there was anything I needed. And just that feeling of welcomeness and the, um, it was a, a place of comfort. So over time, I asked about um, providing some items for a fundraiser that the Catholic Women's League were, were going to hold. And lo and behold, the president at the time asked me if I'd like to be part of the Catholic Women's League. And at the time, I was not a Roman Catholic myself. So um, I could be an associate member, not a voting member. And I never knew this. No. And uh, (laughs) so anyway, uh, I decided at that time that um, I was an Anglican in my my single life. And uh, it's not a big leap to go to become a member of the Catholic Church. But uh, I decided I wanted to um, become a member of the Catholic Church and be 
have access and the ability to go and have take the sacraments. And that was important to me. So I took the instruction and I became a full-fledged member. And having done that since, it's been probably one of the best things that happened to me in the last 12 years. Because they have a wonderful group of ladies that are in the Catholic Women's League. They're very welcoming. They're very friendly. And uh, I encourage anybody to join uh, uh, that has a faith to join a faith-based ladies group. And so here in your, um, are you in your 60s now? I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was then. In those days, yes, I was in my 60s. In those days. So, you know, there's many people who are in their 60s or who even moved to this community um, after retirement. Yes. And sometimes it's hard to have a fulfilling life. Uh, And I think if you're able to find a, a group of people that you feel comfortable with, and gradually you become comfortable with them, and you tap into something that you're passionate about, whether it's in service or whether it's uh, uh, in giving back in some way, that um, you get a sense of uh, accomplishment, that you make a difference. Well, that's true, Sue. And um, I think everybody needs a purpose in life. You know, when you look at... um, people that are in their 30s and 40s, they're busy raising children and their families. And they are, in most cases, working as well. So they don't have a lot of time to volunteer. And it's sort of something that when you aren't working full time, and your family is raised and moved on, you do find yourself at loose ends. And you need something to keep your mind active, uh, and your body active by get, otherwise you just would stagnate and people, you know, you'd just become a deadwood, as mm-hmm. I say. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity, perhaps, to, um, to give back when throughout your life, others have given, given back perhaps to you or to your youth or well, your I, school. Well, I think or- of when I first moved here, um, as a young woman, I was like 19, 20, 21, when I was going to university and working summer job at the Muskoka Regional Center, I boarded with a senior lady. And I learned a lot from that senior lady. Mm. And she was very involved in various activities with Meals on Wheels. And um, she was a member of the Ladies Auxiliary at the Legion, and she'd be helping with functions there. And among other things, she'd be doing poppy tagging and tagging for the South Muskoka Hospital. So I I saw the difference that it made in her life. And I felt that um, I enjoy cooking. And it's always nice to have somebody to cook for. Yes, indeed. And somebody that uh, enjoys it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it came... Sort, sort of to me uh, easily to when I joined the CWL. And of course, we have a potluck uh, meeting. Yes. And we have our, our faith portion of the meeting. And then we have a potluck luncheon and our meeting afterwards. And everybody would bring dishes. Well, that was a great opportunity for me to experiment with something new and try it out on people to see <laughs> if it was a uh, a winner, winner or a bust. So, uh, and of course, my senior friend that lived in my neighborhood that was on his own, his wife had died six years ago. I'd known him for over 50 years. 
And I knew what a big loss that was in his life. And he was um, mobility challenged. He'd been a polio survivor as a young boy. And so he no longer was able to walk anymore. He was wheelchair bound and really a shut in. So aside from his PSWs that came, I would come and of course, I would be the news of what's going on in town. And uh, what are we having for supper? And then we, of course, we would do the play by play of the sports games, whatever it was on TV at the time. So it was company. And it was company for him. It was company for me. I think there are a lot of lonely people, Sue, in our community. Well, and Marianne, I want to thank you so much for um, your faith and service to our community. And you are such a, a deserving candidate. And not a lot of people know about Marianne, but you're a quiet, a gentle soul that is in the background, and you really do make a difference. So well, thank, thank you. You're- thank you, Sue. I was very surprised. I was shocked the day uh, the mayor contacted me to tell me that I was the recipient. I just couldn't believe it. And it was such a lovely event, what we had at the mayor's tea. When yes, it, it was. When it, the community um, met you um, and you received your award. So thanks again um, for sharing your passion with us. And uh, I hope today's show hit your sweet spot. Join me on another Sunday morning at 8 o'clock for an episode of Sweet Spots or hear a repeat of this show by checking out the podcasts online. We are Muskoka on the Bay, CKAR 88.7 on your FM dial. 